Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast with your hosts, Adam Zeitler and Kyle Rohde. Welcome to the Delivery Men Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, the Ambassador Zeitler. He was my co-host, Kyle, the Delivery Man, Rohde. Konnichiwa. <laughs> do we ever do Kadichi? I don't think so. Does that even mean hello? I think, well, I think so. Or I don't know if we have any. Doing a wait, what, wait, yeah, what nationality is that? What does Konichi, Konichiwa <laughs> <laughs> What does Konichiwa mean? Oh, uh, Japanese technically means good afternoon. That would be hello. I would call so, that. Konnichiwa, world. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> totally knew I was going to. So if we have any Japanese listeners, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yep. Konnichiwa. See. Konnichiwa. See, everybody is getting smarter as they listen to us, both in fantasy football, also in life, and language. There you go. We should You're go. teaching us. I don't think I should be the one teaching people, but here we are. <laughs> oh, never in my life would I think I'd be teaching anybody anything, but here I am four kids later, and I feel like I'm learning. And now teaching language. And now teaching language. Wow. I don't know. You're fantastic human being. Fantasty human being. <laughs> so anyways, when we left off at our last episode, we had gone through the one through... T- oh, no, wait. I'm not going to jump right into that. i got to jump into some... Story time. So my story time, this... T- uh, and on this on this occasion, did you know I'm allergic to bees? No, I did not. Neither did I until this fateful day. Ironically, it today? About, no, oh. it wasn't today. But um, there was a day. Ironically, it was I was delivering in the Ocanto area. This was before it had become my route. Okay. I was son. I'm climbing up on a porch, you know, deliver a parcel. To, uh, you know, because it's kind of what I do. If you're listening for the first time, <laughs> I work for the Big Brown Truck, truck Company. Adam look, uh, works for the Little Blue uh, Letter Factory here in the Greater Good Ocano area. Now, would it be the Greater Good, or would it just be the Greater Ocano area? Um, I don't even know if we can go with the Greater. Okay. What does that even mean? Like when they talk about the like Greater, like, I, like Chicago area, is there like a? Well, there is probably a better like version a, of that uh, area. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a main. I, th- I feel like when you say the main area of a city it's like the main i don't know okay the main area like oh. the heart of it okay so well it's delivering like... in the heart of ocanto <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well anyways anyways so i get stung by uh a school of bees okay when they go would that be a swarm of bees i believe i would call it a swarm okay, it sounds swarm? more violent yeah it does <laughs> yeah it's like murder <laughs> hornets but um yeah i think school would more refer to like fish and whatnot yeah a school of hornets. <laughs> Anyways, the swarm of hornets attacked my leg, my very luscious legs. Anyways, so I didn't think anything of it because I've been stung by uh, bees and hornets before. Nothing happened. All of a sudden, I'm driving around and I'm like, man, my my armpits are really itchy. Because apparently, that's where some glands are located. There were other spots that were itchy too where your glands are located, but I've chosen to talk about, <laughs> talk about the armpits. So anyways... I'm I'm itching, and like all that, that's what sets you over the edge. <laughs> anyway, so I'm delivered oh, man. to this place, and like people are looking at me kind of funny. Like my my like I was starting to like like my my face was getting tight, you know, and stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm itching my armpits and stuff. And like I even went and put on some deodorant because I'm like maybe it's like an issue or something. But then I look in the mirror. Did you ever see the movie Hannibal? No. So essentially, there's a part in the movie where this guy exposes his face, but like he had some of his face eaten off by Hannibal Lecter. Okay. That's what my face looked like, dude. <laughs> it like swelled up and it, like bloomed up because I was having an allergic reaction to these hornets and whatnot. So I'm like, that's not good. So what I do is I, I'm out delivering and I get to a place. I'm like, do you have any uh, Benadryl or anything? Because Benadryl helps, uh, right? You know, subside the uh, subdue subside. I don't know. I think both work. Okay. Uh, the effects of uh, allergic reactions. So I do that. I know. <laughs> I notify my boss, hey, I'm having an allergic reaction to being stung by hornets, you know, expecting, hey, maybe I should come off the road and not be driving a huge vehicle on the roads. <laughs> and she tells me, um, just just keep delivering. 
Um, and oh call me gosh. every 10 minutes to make sure you're okay. I'm like, okay, I, I can keep going. You know, I got the Benadryl. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Call back 10 minutes later. She went home for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I felt like, okay, so I guess this is just it. I'm just going to good luck. So uh, that kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth. I would say yeah. there for a little while, but I get it. It was a Friday. It was nice. So who wants to be at work, especially the guy that's having an allergic reaction to oh, bees? Oh my gosh. Anyways, that's the day I found out I was allergic to bees. That's like you called 10 minutes later and she had left. She had left because I was supposed to check in every 10 minutes. So right about 10 minutes before she left, she said, call me every 10 minutes. Yes. Apparently she forgot because <laughs> otherwise I don't know why you'd put anybody else at risk like that. I'm not, oh my I'm not gosh. down on my employer that much, but that's... you kind of want to make sure that you're, you're yeah, not going to die, little... you know? Because like like the, the the effects had totally subsided to the point where like I felt good, everything s- stopped itching and everything <laughs> like wasn't swollen anymore anymore. But once that Benadryl wore off after I was done with my row and I got home, boom, it came back again like full oh, really? force. I had to go to the hospital and everything and get like all this stuff and EpiPen prescription and all that stuff now. And it's like I and I even told my employer about that. Like just so you know. I went to the hospital afterwards for, you know, the, these bees things I suffered on the job. And they're like, well, we're glad you're okay. <laughs> so also I called 10 minutes later and yeah, uh, you were gone. Ironically, she didn't remember that. Oh my God. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So now every time I have the opportunity to tell that story to give her crap, <laughs> I do it. For sure. Especially in front of new employees. I'm like... <laughs> It's not me being a bad person, but it's like it happened. Okay, it's it's legit. It happened. And goodness yeah. gracious, no. yeah, I uh, I'm surprised the Benadryl didn't knock you out. <laughs> That's actually a very good point because when I I react differently to Benadryl than my wife does. My wife, my wife takes a Benadryl, boom, yeah, she is out. Like yeah. like like you can slap her in the face. The one doing I would never slap my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that very clear, but like, like I said, it's like, she is cold. Like she can't drive. She can't. Now that I think about it, that was a risky business. Cause what if it would have been, I'm For driving sure. a truck. I'm like, see, all right. I, I like every beginning of the summer when it gets really hot, like the first real hot couple days, like mm-hmm. maybe the first week or so mm-hmm. I get a heat rash every beginning, every summer that the beginning I get like a heat rash, Where? like my, my wrists oh. and then my ankles. Okay. And, Those uh, are okay spots to discuss on the podcast. <laughs> Nowhere else. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it just gets itchy and really weird looking, and like it really looks like a rash. Mm-hmm. And I just take Benadryl until it's gone, mm-hmm. like every night uh, since I've like learned how to do yeah, it. No, yeah. But the first couple of years when I figured out like Benadryl is what I need to take to get rid of it, mm-hmm. I was taking it in the morning. Oh, yeah. and those were the worst <laughs> days. <laughs> like I'm just dragging those days. It's just like, I'm so tired. I just, Oh man. I mean, when I, when I was at the doctor, I did fall asleep. So it's like, I don't know what they put in me as far as like uh, injecting me. So I'm sure there was like paperwork, whatever. But, like I passed out. Like I went to sleep. I was like, yeah, it's been a long day. You yeah. Know? Benadryl knocks me out. Wow. Like, and yeah, I've had that experience. And it's funny you talk about bees because um, I have on my route. Uh, Story time. You know, like everyone has like the ring cameras and yeah. then <laughs> has like the security cameras and stuff. Yeah. There's somebody um, on the route that they, I didn't even notice this camera was there until I was watching a bumblebee mm-hmm. and it flew up and they had the camera there. And I was like, oh, there's a camera right there. So I was looking at, obviously like right into the camera. And then they had the cord. They cut a big hole right about like that big, probably the size of a quarter. Mm-hmm. So this bee flies into that that hole, <laughs> and I just know they're they're making a nest in there because oh, right. like nothing's yeah. going in there. Mm-hmm. So every day now, I'm looking up at that camera. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> that must look so suspicious oh, to the dude, people. Dude, I like when I find somebody's camera. Okay, we're we are delivery men, which we've discussed, and it's like our job i know we make it look super exciting but there's not a whole lot of fun stuff we could tie into our days <laughs> and that's one thing i do is when i notice the camera like i wave at it just so they know that i know that hey it's there i see you he knows yeah even if it's like a, like there's a place actually about a half a mile away from here they have it way up 
in there, like, because they have like six windows in the front, and there's a second floor. And they have it way up in that top right sixth window, you know, and it's like looking down. And I'll sure. look at it, I'll be like, and walk away. <laughs> oh, I don't even know why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like sitting here waving. Like you people can actually see that I'm waving at a <laughs> they, camera. They, the cameras aren't even connected. They just this dude's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, one time our boss was following uh, one of our drivers around, and it was a driver that was like really pokey and whatnot, and, like not making a really great time. Sure. And she'd see him like at every every camera. He's sitting there like making phases and stuff, and like waving at it, like to the point where it's like, dude, you're taking up like two minutes to sit here and do this. I don't know if he's trying to get famous or not. Either way, he doesn't work here anymore or work at my. And he obviously never made it. So. Uh, no, I want. I hope he's doing all right. Cause I don't know what he never made it to be famous. I mean. Oh no! He, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it big time. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, like I said, he's no longer employed with the big brown truck company. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyways. Well, you ready to finish off our? Uh, I'm thinking our top the listeners 20. are ready for us to finish off our uh, top. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe I should adjust it some oh of the other stuff goodness. so people can understand that it says the delivery men top twenty fantasy running backs. What are you dropping? I'm dropping everything. Dropping like a huh? clumsy. And I got what's going on? What are you doing to my blanket <sighs> fort? It's all. I'm just messing everything I've up. I've upgraded Rody Studios so we no longer have a a deer blanket or a Christmas themed blanket. We now have uh, moving mats that are supposed to be helping absorb sound in our small but very successful office. And it's doing fantastic. Is there something on your phone? Yeah, I'm getting text messages from uh, my wife. Number that I don't recognize. Uh-oh. But now I see what it is. And oh. it's from a thingamajig. Oh, a thing. Oh, yes. Thingamajigs yeah, up thingamajig. here in the north are referring to things. Things that are majigs. Yep. Yep. Breaking down. <laughs> All right. So uh, to recap our top 10, uh, Delvin Cook, number one. I'm going to go in order. Delvin Cook, you can count at home. Delvin Cook was uh, a given number one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, CMC was a debatable number two. Oh uh, Saquon Barkley, number three. Elvin Kamara, four. Derek Henry, five. Ezekiel Elliott, six. Jonathan Taylor, seven. Aaron Jones, eight. Austin Eckler, nine. And Antonio Gibson running off the top ten. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy. Oh, um, so, yeah, if you would like to uh, lead us into the next ten, please do so. The next ten. At 11, we have Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers is going to have a great year this year. Now, you have Cam Akers a little bit higher than I do. I do. I think I bought into him quite a bit. And I think with Matthew Stafford being the quarterback in LA, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to bold well for him. Because it's like uh, Jared Goff, no offense, but I think Matthew Stafford's a step up over Jared Goff. Well, now Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown is out. Normally, that was kind of a three, not exactly a three headed backfield, but Malcolm Brown is out. Uh, Daryl Henderson is still there, kind of hanging um, around. But Cam Akers is definitely looking like he's going to get the uptick. He he's going to get the vacancy carries where Malcolm Brown is out, mm-hmm. um, and he he can be a pass catcher. I think he he he's up for really. I mean, as we talk about running back careers are short, but Cam Akers should have a really successful running career, especially if he sticks around with the... I'm so sad that their careers are so short. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, there's... Reflecting back on it, it's like, man, I I said I love the running back role. Like I said, I can't even go in the draft anywhere because I'm 36. So I suppose (laughs) on this platform, I could go and just formally announce that I'm retired. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you're fielding a lot of phone calls too. So <laughs> sorry, I can't. I'm I have can't. a lot family. Knees, knees click, hips are gone. Yeah. No. How long do you think you could survive? In the NFL? Yeah. Like now? Yeah. Four plays. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a what, high bar. What, what series? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'm gonna I'm, they're gonna pass all four times. I'm gonna blow coverage all four times. And that's it. Like, I mean, I could I could maybe like turn a table or oh somebody trips gosh. over me or something, you know. I mean that's that's all I got, I think. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's uh I that's know. a high bar. I think four highly, plays. I think pretty highly of myself. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, industrial athletes, we touched on this. We did. This is day that's in and true. day out. 
the the grind as we call it uh i can yeah four plays i can yeah maybe even no four plays we'll do that (laughs) all right at our number 12 spot and this was a guy i have him at 11 um i like i'd said it last episode there's so many of these even when i look at my top 17 Mm -hmm. i feel like anybody in my top 17 could and i've like tried to think about how I could put them into my top 10. Right. And my guy at number 11 and our overall number 11 guy, I feel like it's shameful that he's not in our top 10. And that is Nick Chubb. Right. I mean, I think there's still a lot of good things, but I think the reason why Nick Chubb is at that position is because of, um, Oh, his name is uh, cream hunt. Yeah. You know, it's still kind of like a timeshare backfield. I know Kareem Hunt more towards the end of the game saw the majority of the carries and whatnot, but it's still that's two great running backs in a backfield. So it's like right, it's hard. Whereas like you know Delvin Cook, we, we couldn't barely name his replacement in Saquon Barkley. It's like I, right. I don't know who's after him. And when when you look at last year, um, I believe I believe what I saw was, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Chubb had played. 13, no, 12 games last year, and he was the number 11 overall running back. And Kareem Hunt played 16, and he was the number 10. That's crazy. And it was a seven-point difference. That's really crazy. What a great backfield. Right. You You think if if Nick Chubb can stay healthy and play, well, now it's 17 games, Mm -hmm. which it's, I mean – I when you think about a running back playing 17 games, is it going to happen no, to anybody? Not. I don't think probably there will be, not. Uh, there will not be one running back that makes it 17 games, unless they're like a backup running back. You can't play that card on me because it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you will, right, yeah, right. You know, but um, we're going to be looking at 15. Yeah, I mean, probably right around there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be given running backs breaks and stuff. Uh, Nick Chubb, I mean, if he can stay healthy and play the majority of the games and stay healthy as far as he's not missing a couple weeks to, you know, due to something um, horrific or, you know, anything like that, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is lights out. I mean, right. this dude is, when you think about the perfect NFL running back, Nick Chubb might be at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you 100% on that. And I'm very excited about what Cleveland did in the offseason. As far as, you know, additions and their draft and everything, mm-hmm. their defense is starting to really come together. Their offense, I mean, they have a lot of weapons. But this, as, as far as when you think about Odell Beckham, a very exciting receiver, since he's been in Cleveland, he has not been the exciting receiver we knew in New York. Right. But, you know, with Jarvis Landry, he's he's been there. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of their guy. Baker Mayfield, he's not elite. You know, I wouldn't call him elite. I think he he's doing very well for that team. When I think about that team and them them getting him, do I think again he's not elite, mm-hmm. but he is the perfect guy to fit in there. All right, I agree. He's got the attitude. I feel like they needed some swagger. They needed Cleveland needed a little bit of that smack talk and in your face. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. When you think about this offense, it's still as far as even Kareem Hunt. Any of the weapons they have on the offense, this team is still running through Nick Chubb. Agreed. 100%. And I cannot believe he's not in my top 10. But it's, again, you did say Kareem Hunt. He's Mm -hmm. still, I'm still going to talk about Kareem Hunt. Uh, He's in my top 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Not in in mine. But But that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's a a consolidated list. When you think about one team backfield back-to-back at 10 and 11 last year that's insane it's again like, i wonder if that's ever been done before that's really good yeah all right moving on who do we have at 13 at 13 we have joe mixon hopefully we get him the majority of the season kind of missed out on him a little bit last year i believe they're kind of protecting their investment they did give him a bigger uh contract yeah. so i figure they didn't rush him back um giovanni bernard is not even an option there anymore that's my one big thing is he's kind of the only guy in that backfield now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, there was, there was a couple, you know, uh, no name kind of guys behind them. If you're one of those no name guys and you're listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Joe Mixon, both in the pass and the receiving game and the rushing game. 
Yeah. And he's another guy. I have him. I have Joe Mixon in my 15. Mm -hmm. But again, I feel like, I really feel like if Joe Mixon, when I think about his ceiling, Mm -hmm. top five, I really do. I mean, that's what I'm saying is it's really hard to, when when I'm thinking about like my top 17 guys, it's so hard to rank Mm -hmm. because I think, I feel like a lot of their ceilings is inside the top five. Mm -hmm. No, and I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's a dart throw. Like I said, it's there's a lot of great running backs in the NFL. Truly, yeah. And like, it's and just like, a matter of getting getting a loan back. And Joe Mixon is one of those guys right now. Right. As far as we know, unless some no-namer, as you said, kind of comes out of nowhere. And sneaks in there. But Joe Mixon, I mean, he's a fantastic uh, athlete. Right. You know, he's been in the NFL for, what, two, three? Well, he got the extension, that. so three or four years. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they like him there. Oh, right. This offense should be coming alive in Cincinnati. It's a young offense, too. So, I mean, they've added some pretty good weapons to that offense, too. So, it's like that offense can be pretty potent. Yeah, I like him there. At number 14, who you got? Najee Harris. And the reason why I placed Najee Harris where I did is I believe this guy is going to be getting a full dose, full workload in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, Benny Schnell's still there. Um, James Conner moved on to Arizona. I think that they fully they drafted him, fully knowing that he's going to be the workhorse there. Yep, I had him at my 18th spot, and I had him at my 12. And I'm a little higher on him than yeah, you. Yeah, you you are. And the only reason I'm really that far back is he's a rookie. We don't you know know what he's going to do in the NFL. But when you think about the Steelers, I mean. We didn't know if Big Ben was going to retire last True. year. Um, so are they going to be going out, you know, planning on throwing for 5,000 yards this year? Mm-hmm. I don't think I so. I don't think so. <laughs> Ben's seasoned. I mean, he did, you know, they, they had a decent season until he figured out that they didn't deserve to be 13-0 and at that time, and then all of a sudden they fell apart. You know, like I said um, in a previous uh, episode, they kind of reminded me of that 13-3 and Packers uh, two years ago where it's like, you shouldn't have been 13 right. and three. Yeah. But, you know, but I guess we'll see what the future holds for them. And the Steelers have a fantastic defense as well. They do. So they very much could be, you know, planning their game plan all through that backfield with an older Big Ben. And mm-hmm. I'd seen, I think I'd seen something <laughs> yesterday that Mason Rudolph, like his, oh, his goal is to become the starter over Big Ben. And I'm like, all right, let's, oh, uh, okay. Let's see it. <laughs> Mason Rudolph. And they got Dwayne Haskins there too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. uh, according to Big Ben, Dwayne Haskins can throw a uh, football through a car wash without it getting wet. Really? That's that's what his props were to Dwayne Haskins. Now, he ain't saying nothing about Rudolph, so that quite <laughs> as a bold wolf for him. Yeah. But is there anything else you got on uh, Najee Harris? Wait and see. When I when I think about another reason why I had him a little bit lower is. When I like the one thing I thought about when I was making this list was Saquon Barkley versus Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. You think about Saquon, he could have been the number one overall pick in his draft. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about Najee Harris, it was like this running back uh, uh, draft class, you know, it wasn't anything that anybody, any team was thinking these running backs deserve to be top five drafted, you know, anything like that. Right. If you wanted a decent running back, you almost could have traded back to get any of these guys. Right. So it's not like they are, I don't want to say elite. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is exciting. He's a rookie going into a team that needs a running back. Right. And they have an old quarterback. They have a great defense. Mm -hmm. This should be exciting. But is he like a supreme, supreme running back athlete? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's going to get the job done I guess is what I'm going to say some of the analysts didn't even believe he was the number one running back in this draft class so I guess time like I said time will tell yeah mm-hmm. alright at 15 the Seattle Seahawks Chris Carson I like Chris Carson I do too he's just a feel good guy you know? I feel like I have him ranked exactly where I had him ranked last year and I had him at 12 mm, I think you might be accurate with that We'd have to look into the old school setup we have it through our notes, but yeah, I mean, when he was when he was uh, playing last year, 
you you had him going because you knew he was going to be productive. I right. Mean, it's He's just solid. more of the same Chris Carson. Yeah, just solid. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean that's all you have to uh, you really got to say about it. It's um, it's I think it's his backfield to lose. I mean I don't see anyone really contesting him. Carlos Hyde's gone, so there's like DJ Dallas and stuff like that that are still hanging around there. But well, the thing too, correct me if I'm wrong. The only right. thing that that make, makes me worried a little bit about Chris Carson was I don't think Seattle was planning to extend him. Like he he went out and tested a little bit of free agency, and then I believe uh, he just said, "Okay, you know, I'll go back to Seattle for a little cheaper contract." Mm-hmm. But I feel like he Seattle let him test the waters. They didn't feel like they needed him, right? Correct? No, no, that's accurate. I do remember that during the off season. But with that being said, is um, well, their offensive coordinator towards the end of the season, which I believe they got rid of, wanted to make them more run happy. So, like I said, they got rid of him. So, well, I guess we got to wait and see what the the new offensive coordinator has to sure. say as far as game plan. I imagine a little more through Russell Wilson and uh, like DK Metcalf and stuff. I think that'd be more beneficial. But Chris Carson's dependable, right? Yeah. yeah, he's very consistent too. Yep, he's very, very solid running back. Yeah, it's like I feel like if you put him in the lineup, you're getting ten points at least. Yeah, at least minimum. Yeah, and that's that's pretty solid. Oh, I mean, yeah, when you think yeah, about it. Uh, who do we got next? Number 16, we have Joshua Jacobs. I don't even know if he goes by Joshua, but I call him Joshua. <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs at number 16. Uh, the reason why I had him quite a bit lower is because of Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Being in town. I I think it's it's reasonable to, to be a little bit worried, but I think with what we've seen with Josh Jacobs, he's – He's a really good athlete. He's a really good NFL running back. He is. Um, Kenyon Drake, we've seen a half a season where he's really, really good. Right. Last year, I feel like I, – I remember wanting him last year in the end of the first round. Mm. And I'm very happy that I didn't. Oh, right, exactly. I mean, I, I, I chalk up last year's performance to be disappointing. Very. Um, I mean – such high hopes for him thinking he's going to build off of the previous season in Arizona where he was, you know, he was lights out. And it's like last year, him, Chase Edmonds, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't really exciting. So it's like, maybe, maybe that's, maybe we just figured out who Kenyon Drake, uh, Drake, Drake is, <laughs> you know, or it's like, he maybe just isn't that exciting, but you know, he might be a fine backup. And, and a lot of the things that, um, that I've been hearing and, you know, understanding myself is Josh Jacobs has had pretty decent backups mm-hmm. in that backfield. Yeah. You know, it's, it, Booker and it, yeah, it's not like he's had a hundred percent of the timeshare in that backfield mm-hmm. and he's been very good, you know, in the top 15, you know, I'd have to look the numbers I think he was up 13 but, last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been very good, very good. I, I mean, I'd be pretty stoked to get him, but, uh, can you drag, he really doesn't scare me that much as far as Josh Jacobs. I, I have Josh Jacobs at 14. Um, and I got him quite a bit lower at uh, 19. Yeah. Yeah, at 19. I'm a little more scared than you are, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I, I'd feel pretty confident in Josh Jacobs. Like I said, he he's never been a 100% backfield guy mm-hmm. the, you know, in that, on that team. And uh, it's just the team getting another backup for him. Well, maybe I'll is how I see higher it. than what I thought I was going to. Well, there you go. Okay, thank see, you I for changed that. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we change everybody else's mind. All right, seventeen. Miles Gaskin of the Miami Dolphins. Miles Gaskin was awesome last year. Yeah, he was. I mean, I had him on uh, one of my teams actually, and it was like week in and week out. You were just happy you played him, and. With this year, Miami wanted to make a splash at running back. It, you know, they would try getting Aaron Jones from uh, Green Bay because he was in free agency. Um, and I forgot who else they were going off after, but you know that made it kind of dicey for Miles Gaskin. But with them signing no other running backs, it's like it's Miles Gaskin and not getting any running backs in the draft. Exactly. So it had to be a big like, confidence booster. All right, and it's like so that kind of just told him, "Hey, we're going with you." Yeah, and he was huh? fantastic last year. Oh, yeah. Why not? 
when you look at when you look at what the Jaguars did and when you look at what Miami did, it was like uh, you know, the Jaguars had two first round picks mm-hmm. and then the Jaguars after um James Robinson had such a great year last year. Yeah. Okay. Both both, you know, I wanna say came out of nowhere rookies. Absolutely. And they both did really, really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And then Jacksonville decided to use one of their first round picks on a running back. It's like, uh, I guess when you think about both of those running backs, kind of you, you put them in the same boat because they kind of did the same thing, came out of nowhere right. and became fantastic. And then you think, well, we just want to toss them and right. use a high draft pick just to replace something. You know, I don't know. No, I, I see what you're trying to say. But yeah, no, I agree 100%. It's like, if you got something that's good, why are you trying to replace it? Right. And so like, there's so many other needs your team has, you know. As far as the Dolphins, they made a couple good moves on the on the offense. Mm. Um, it, it's. I mean, is it going through Tua? Tua's got to prove it this year. And yeah, if he can't absolutely. do it, Miles Gaskin. I mean, he did it last year. Yep. Yep. He did it with Tua. He did it with uh, Fitzpatrick. You know, he made it work no matter who was behind. You know, under center. So, yeah, I'm confident in him. Yeah, Miles Gaskin should be should be great this year. Should be president. all right at number 18 clyde edwards Elaire. yeah kind of a disappointing rookie season for where he was drafted in most fantasy drafts um a lot of a lot of people had drafted him uh late first round early second round expecting big things out of him mainly because decent running back at lsu going to kansas city a very potent offense and you just didn't quite get what you expected out of him you know, right? It's like when you when you drafted Ezekiel Elliott a little bit later in the draft, I would have been happier with that outcome than what I got out of Clyde Edwards. For sure, yeah. You know, because it was like you were taking a shot in the dark. It was pretty risky business, and it didn't pay off. But what can we expect from him in his sophomore season? Well, I'm hoping he has a better grasp on the offense. Maybe becomes more part of the passing game. That was something that was really kind of. Uh, when it was crowd, of kind of a crowded backfield last it year, it kind of was, yeah. And then them adding Le'Veon Bell later mm-hmm. on the season really did not help that at all. But um, like like the not using him or utilizing him as much in the passing game as well kind of blew my mind. He was a really good receiving back uh, when he was in college, and it's like they didn't really seem to give him that love, you know. Right. So I guess just seeing how they use him this year uh, will probably determine where he actually falls this year in fantasy football. Yeah, I'm a I'm lower on him than you are i don't mm-hmm. have him inside my top 20 just because no. from the high expectations we had of him last year and how disappointing he was it just kind of scares me away from it just a little bit kind of a little sour on it yeah i'm i don't blame you either i i'll let somebody else take the risk i guess when you think about you know if you're looking at him as the 17th overall it's not that scary but you know yeah. I guess not that it's a huge risk. It's, but. Like, it's like watching an 80s horror film now where it's like it was scary at the time. <laughs> it's not as scary now. Yeah. Poor graphics. Um, and then at number 19, David Montgomery. Uh, he was the number four yeah, based running on the, back last yeah, based year. Based on the end of last year, but I'm, none the four, I'm number four nonetheless. I get that. But it's like, who did they sign a running back? In the off season, escapes me who it is, but I mean Tariq Cohen's going to be back. You know, you've seen a lot of production out of David Montgomery in the passing game because of Tariq Cohen being gone. Why can I not remember who that was? Must not be that good. But uh, David Montgomery, I got him quite a bit lower. I have him on the fringe, um, uh, outside my top twenty. Um, you have him at number. 17 I have him or sixteen at. 17, yes. 17. So it's like, you know, maybe we still get that David Montgomery that we saw at the end of last year. I mean, and that all depends, too. If they end up going with Justin Fields, a mobile quarterback like that, you might see some of his carries, you know, dwindle down a little bit because they'll have a running quarterback. All right, hold on. I almost got it here. Almost got it. At running back, Damien Williams. Damien Williams, that's who I was thinking of, the essential you know the mvp of that super bowl kansas city won you know <laughs> i mean essentially that's who should have been the mvp yeah that's true but um you know that that just adds another another hand in the honey pot so 
when I think about Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, and David Montgomery, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. That's he he he's not gonna be he's not gonna be in a lone backfield. Right. He's gonna be mixed in a little bit. I mean, he's gonna be the number one running back on the team. Right. But as far as a timeshare, I I don't want to jump ahead of it. But um, I guess right now it's David Montgomery's backfield to lose. I guess is there what you I'm go. Saying. That's a, that's a good uh, big word um, way to look at it. I, I guess <laughs> I guess as far as how we have him ranked right now, it's it's a good good spot to put him as far as the risk reward. I feel like he could be higher. He definitely could be higher. Yeah. But um, as far as that risk factor, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And 19 is fine. Yeah, you can roll the dice that late. Yeah. yeah. All right. And 20 to round off our top 20 list. We already talked about him. James, James Robinson. Robinson. Uh, <laughs> it just bothers me so much because I thought so much of James Robinson last year because it was just amazing. Just such a feel-good story. Undrafted guy. Goes into Jacksonville. The only reason he got... An opportunity was because the guy that um, Armstead had COVID, you know, and then like just disappeared from the team for the rest of the season. Yeah. But once James Robinson got a hold of the reins, he didn't let go. You know, I mean, just just a great great rookie season, and then they go ahead and draft a running back in the first round. Travis Etienne, the digger, the dude. The guy, the guy that the first round draft pick messed up everything that I had planned. Look, and I had even thought, look, we're going to be starting up a uh, a dynasty draft at, at some point. I am super excited for that. I remember thinking last year when I was looking at all the rankings and stuff, I thought, man, I could get away with James Robinson pretty late, right? And you know, as a dynasty, that was loud. That was really loud, and <laughs> it was out of my control. So I guess we're thinking about James Robinson. Um, I mean, is his rookie season, like you said, undrafted? He he felt like in a dynasty draft could have been really late, mm-hmm. um, and been a steal because All it right. felt like he could have been the guy for years. Right. We look at. Anybody else who's done that in recent history has been, uh, um, oh my goodness, 49ers. I can't uh, think of him. Raheem Mostert? Yeah, Travis Etienne. I mean, what was the college outlook on him? Uh, well, he was the main guy at Clemson. I mean, the, uh, some were saying, and we had touched on it earlier with Najee Harris, uh, they thought uh, Etienne was actually a better running back than uh, Najee Harris. Sure. So they didn't know who was going to come off the board first. And Harris came off first, and then, you know, not too far after was ETN. So, I mean, he was promising. I mean, he's, he, I guess we just don't know how he's going to be used in Jacksonville. Is he going to be a timeshare running back with James Robinson? Is he going to be kind of a gadget guy? I don't know. A lot of the updates that I've seen is um, Urban Meyer's been having him running wide receiver drills, all this yeah. sorts of stuff. So is he going to be the pass catcher? You know, I don't know. But I had also seen stuff that James Robinson, they're planning on him being the pass catcher. I don't know, man. This is going to be, this is obviously when that happened, uh, James Robinson's stock really, really dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as where are you drafting either of these guys? Like if you think about a round, oh, we, man. I mean, we have him. He's our consensus in our 20. I don't know if I have him in my top 20. No, you do not. You have him on the fringe. Um, man, I don't, I want to say like, sixth seventh maybe uh, that's even kind of a you know given the situation that's kind of a it feels like business. it feels like i mean we just talked about uh david montgomery the risk factor mm-hmm. we think about james robinson one spot behind david montgomery but it feels like even more of a risk it factor. feels like a really really big risk right man yeah, I mean, and that's just sad because it's like up until that uh, ETN draft, you know, draft pick, it was like this dude's going to be in the top three rounds. Yeah, know, in my opinion. And then now with all this going on and the uncertainty, yeah, he's he's Big falling. Hit. Yeah, where would you find him in your draft? Or I would where would you feel comfortable drafting him? Because 
it's like it would really depend on on my draft really flowing you know yeah it's i've you i guess if you get them like you said six or seven it, it doesn't feel like you got a steal right you know what it's i mean like you're, it feels like you're investing in a possible right bust yeah yeah it's that's a tough one. That's really tough. That I would be interested to see what his ADP is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, come closer to season about. And I mean, who knows? Some a bunch of things could change. And again, we'll get a lot of stuff coming up from, you know, training camp and everything that this guy's looking better. And it's all going to fluctuate. But mm-hmm. it's just a matter of both of these guys, ETN and Robinson, are going to be big risk factors. Right. Because obviously you're not you're not planning on Robinson getting anywhere close to what he did last year. No, because he was like 100 percent of the workload yeah. last year. So this is going to be. I mean, what is it going to be? 50 50. I mean, honestly, it seems 60 40. I think out of the gates, I think you'll see 70 30. When you draft, it's going to be 50 right. 50 by at least you when, know, halfway through. Yeah, when you draft a first round running back. Yeah, you definitely want to get him on the field. Right. So yeah, there you go. That wraps up our top twenty. Um, Do you want me to recap the top twenty before we talk about people yeah, that are old? Let's liars? do that. Let's do All that. All right. Uh, at number um, eleven, we had um, Cam Akers. Twelve, Nick Chubb. Thirteen, Joe Mixon. Fourteen, Najee Harris. Fifteen, Chris Carson. Sixteen, Josh Jacobs. Seventeen, Miles Gaskin. 18, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 19, David Montgomery. And rounding off the top 20 for delivery men, James Robinson. Whoa, whoa. Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's how it went. All right. In our um, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Look, that's I had two guys inside my top 20 that are not on our consensus board. Mm-hmm. At my number 16, I had Kareem Hunt. And again, I, I already talked about him. He was the number 10 overall running back last year, full PPR, played 16 games. He had 11 more points than Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Full PPR, I mean, he's going to be a beast. He's going to oh, be right, safe. He's, he's their receiving back. It's going to yeah. be a matter of how are they using him this year? Can mm-hmm. we plan on it being like last year? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they, their new coach uh, from Minneapolis – Right, the offense coordinator for Minneapolis is their head coach now. Minneapolis, are you referring to Minnesota? Minnesota, uh, that's what I said. The Minneapolis Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, that's where he is. Same yeah. thing. That, you know, essentially, yeah, it's a, very much the same thing. You should change the name of that state to Minneapolis, yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> so Kareem Hunt, I had him at my sixteen. I mean, I feel like. Yeah, uh, Mike Davis. I also liked him a lot. I mean, when you think about Atlanta, their pass-heavy team, but you think about how they have struggled at running back all last year and years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's the guy there. I mean, it's like you know, Todd Gurley's no longer there. Um, so I mean, they got they've had no no awesome. set running back since Devontae Freeman. Yeah, when they had Telvin Coleman and Devontae Freeman yeah. splitting. That was a pretty good time for Atlanta. Yep. Didn't, didn't they go to the Super Bowl then? They sure did. All right, we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Davis. No, I mean, I got him uh, listed outside the 20. If we were to go to 25, I had him listed at 25. Um, I think I think he'll do all right there, uh, comparable to what he did in Carolina. Because when he was in Carolina, you know, when CMC was out, you right. felt comfortable putting Mike Davis in, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've seen what what he can do with a full workload, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's going to get exactly that in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Atlanta has been struggling at that position, so getting anybody, you know, that can do anything, it seems like, should be pretty solid. So I had Mike Davis at twenty. Um, my honorable mentions on my list, I had in a again surprisingly. Um, not inside our top 20, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders. I had Chase Edmonds um, that I think, you know, now that, uh, oh, my goodness, now that Kenyon Drake's out, 
Chase Edmonds, you know, had that had that spot kind of wrapped up, and mm-hmm. then they went and got James Conner. Yep. Which how afraid of James Conner am I? Mm. Uh, mm. Eh, I mean, because it's like the offensive line wasn't really stellar in Pittsburgh. It's like, so was it a James a James Conner problem, or was it offensive line problem? Yeah, man, I don't know. And we'll find out. I'm excited about Chase Edmonds as a late. I mean. Again, having a hard time, would like to have fit him into my top 20. Mm-hmm. So if I'm getting him at, you know, 22, 20, whatever, I'm excited about that. That feels like when, I mean, when I look at it, James Robinson or Chase Edmonds, if mm-hmm. you're looking at the number 20 mm-hmm. and you're drafting, I'm taking Chase Edmonds. I don't know about you. Kyle. I, I probably still go with Robinson, but that's just my opinion. I think, I think I'd get more out of Robinson. Because uh, we did see, um, like, Chase Edmonds, he, he did fine last year. I mean, um, but, like, when Kenyon Drake was off the field, you know, you expected huge games out of Chase Edmonds, but you didn't really get him. Sure. So, but it's like, but then on the other hand, James Robinson, with uh, ETN on the field, you might also see the same kind of a relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, some other guys, uh, Damian Harris, DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams kind of wrapped up everyone that I wanted to talk about. Right. Uh, Damian Harris, is he kind of getting everything in New England? I mean, I don't New think anybody gets anything. Bill everything. Belichick is really hard to hard to guess who's yeah. going to be the running back there. But Damian Williams seems like he should, right? Well, he should. I mean, he had some really breakout games last year. I mean, I don't know. I think I think New England's just gonna be an all around better team this year, anyways. You know they did a lot of off season moves, a lot a of off season stuff. Uh, DeAndre Swift over in uh, Detroit, mm-hmm. right along with Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we're Green Bay fans. We know who Jamal Williams is, mm-hmm. and when he's behind uh, when he's behind Aaron Jones, he was just fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean when Aaron Jones was out and uh, Williams had the role, he did. Fantastic, and this is kind of a thing too. Is there's there's new coaching there, and uh, they kind of handpicked Jamal Williams to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a big knock on DeAndre Swift. You know, DeAndre Swift, I think, should be the number one guy there. But as far as timeshare, I think Jamal Williams is definitely going to eat eat into that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more than we might think. I agree. And I mean, and with that being said, with um, Williams being gone, AJ Dillon should see more love in Green Bay. Right. As far as you know, I mean, because he had he had some really great games last year when he had the main, that one really huge game um, on prime time. AJ Dillon looked really good, and it's like now mm-hmm. that number two spot's pretty much open for his to take. You know, so I have him listed on uh, kind of like a sleeper area. Um, Javante Williams in Denver, and that's mainly because. Uh, Melvin Gordon's getting seasoned. He's getting older. Um, this is his last year in his contract with Denver. So it's like, will J- uh, Javante Williams see like a major huge role? Probably not, but probably integrate him enough to be able to take over the main role next year. Sure. So um, so he's a rookie, right? He's a rookie, yep. That was another one where they had um, Najee Harris behind him. But Javante Williams fell to like the third round. Wow. Yeah, so he might, al- he might almost have like a... Antonio Gibson complex where he, you know, just third sure. round pick has a great season. Uh, uh, Kenneth uh, Kenny Gainswell over in Philadelphia. This is kind of handcuffed with Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders didn't really have a super amazing, fantastic year last year. But you know, you'd like to think that there's gonna. But e- either way, it's like either one of these guys, you know, with uh, Jalen Hurts being. Uh, such a mobile quarterback it's like you think those running backs aren't it, you kind of get the the you get the fear of the lamar jackson effect yeah yep and how that affects that backfield um chuba hubbard i had mentioned him in the previous episode uh with possibly siphoning off some of the carries in carolina you know i mean you don't agree with him but no i think it might be. <laughs> and it's such a cool name chuba hubbard yeah it's a cool name but christian mccaffrey at three overall kyle yeah. You're crazy, man. I'm glad we made a bet because I feel like that's going to be. Wait, wait. How much was the bet? Because you owe me five bucks. Are we doing like a double or? <laughs> well, see. Well, last year from season one, 
I don't know if we ever went over this, but I no, believe we should probably make time for that. I believe that I won the majority of the bets. Yeah, I that think we you won three year. out of four. I won one. That was the Matt Breda and, and I believe what we were planning on doing was uh now that you built a house on the river, you were supposed to go swimming in the middle of December. I thought that's what we what, agreed what on. What month is it? It's pretty late. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's June. How, yeah, How much? we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'll catch up to you this year because I've already got this one, Lock, Stock, Barrel. Oh, uh, this one and then probably the next four or five, um, whatchamacallit's uh, bets that we have, I'll probably end up being This is five probably got to be the easiest bet that I've ever made. Agreed. I, I agree it is the easiest bet I've ever made. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's just personal opinion, you which don't is know. right. Sounds about right. Which is personally awesome. Yep. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I, and it's okay. It's okay. You eat your words. Um. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's wrapping it up for us. Um. I actually, you know what? Do I mention James Conner? No, we don't need to mention James Conner. Probably. No, I feel like we kind of talked about yeah, him. Yeah, we already. talked about him enough. I'm not worried about it. Ain't worried about it. So, anyways, that's wrapping up our top twenty. Uh. Fantasy football running backs for the year 2021. And now look at this. I'm leading out again. This isn't supposed to be me. This are is supposed you, to be you. Are you okay with it? Or do you want me to? No, you take the reins. Right. I'll say my thing. So <laughs> right. I don't like saying goodbye to all you. But I will I will uh, mention again, uh, if you do like our podcast, even if you don't like our podcast, you can hit subscribe. And it will download it for you, for your ear holes. And then you can uh, give us a five-star review. Um, five stars only. Um, like I had mentioned, positive reviews are appreciated, but we will take the negative ones and we will learn from them. Um, positive, constructive kit criticism. Positive, constructive. Oh, okay, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. I got to think about this. Constructive comments. No, I can't remember what Michael Scott said he wanted to have in his uh, constructive something. Anyways, dang it. That's what that's from, yeah. I know, but I thought he said something else where it was like, it's supposed to be constructive criticism, but it was like constructive positive something something i don't know i guess i gotta formulate the stuff before i start talking um but anyways um also you can hit us up on our facebook page uh, facebook page of the deliverman fantasy football podcast all right and that is it thank you to our listeners for listening uh we appreciate uh you listening subscribing reviewing everything uh it's a lot of fun obviously seeing that people are actually listening to us talk about a bunch of nonsense Heck so yeah it's a lot of fun Thank you to our sponsors, the Brothers 3 Pizza in Oconto. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're not using the drop? No, because I didn't want it to blow up all over. Oh, yet. okay. I got you. No, that worked. That worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Anchor also. Um, um, man, I feel like you did it last last week, and uh, now I'm lost. Uh, I know. <laughs> some, I apologize. I <laughs> Sometimes I start talking and I don't know where to go. All right. Thank you to listening. Thank you to our sponsors. We are the Deliverymen Fantasy Football Podcast. Out.